0: change uh, came into my life because of the decisions i made but but at the same time now i am wanting to make the change mm-hmm. i don't want to go back yeah. to what i have i want something more something different yes. so now i want the change it's bizarre but it's um that's how it is i've got so used to i'm addicted to change right now i think i don't want to just settle i uh-huh. i i
1: This is WELL, Women Embracing Later Life. I am your host, Angela Siebel. This podcast is for women in mid to later years who want to live joyfully and actualize their full potential, regardless of where you are emotionally, be it in top form, or perhaps you're going through a difficult time. This podcast is for you. I have good news in addition to my regular podcasts I will also be creating a line of podcasts maybe I'll have about six of them a year and they'll be focusing on careers for women in mid to later years regardless if you have been in a career all your life and are now looking for a change or perhaps you've been a full-time mother Raising a family, taking care of an entire household, etc. and now you want to do something new, this is for you. Change is a weird creature. Change is something we all crave and at the same time we fear, causing many of us not to fulfill our dreams, not to fulfill our goals. The fear of change often leads us to overstaying our time in any one particular experience. For example, staying in a job that you do not like, or remaining in a relationship where your needs are not met. The crazy thing is, change is the only constant in our life, and yet many of us go to great lengths to resist it, and sometimes at the expense of our emotional and physical health. In this show, You will hear my interview with Ruchi Suhani. Ruchi is a diplomat living in Santiago, Chile. She is a poster child for change and you'll soon hear why. Straight out of university, Ruchi accepted a position as a junior copywriter at the international advertising firm Ogilvy & Mather. Later, her career took on some other changes and she became part of an editorial team for India's First, Interior Design Magazine, Inside, Outside. And now, at age 49, Miss Suhani is about to make a career change that also involves going back to school. Ruchi is a quintessential example of a woman who has embraced change all her life and has had a much richer and fuller life because of it. I met Ruchi in the lobby of the Intercontinental Hotel in Santiago, Chile. And it's clear that we are in a lobby. You'll be able to tell that by the audio. However, in no way does that take away from this interview. It is very good. So without further ado, let's hear the interview with the lovely Ruchi (laughs) Suhani. You. Hi Angela, I'm really delighted to be talking to you today. I'm so happy that you agreed to this interview. It's very exciting. You're my first person to interview for my podcast series and that's important, I think. Thank you. It's such an honor for me and I'm really excited as well. <laughs> well, I've chosen you because I know you've went through many you've gone through, sorry, many changes in your life right. and culturally as well. I would like you to maybe share a little bit about who you are where you're from and what led you to where you are today.
0: Okay, I think change has been a constant in my life uh, because my father was in the military and uh, I moved uh, schools every two years. So uh, growing up in different parts of India with uh, different languages exposed me to different uh, nuances and cultures in my own country. And then after that, getting married to a officer in the Navy took me to different parts of India as well, mostly to southern India. Change was always part of my life. Mm. And uh, so I think it's kind of shaped my personality. I look forward to uh, exploring different things, visiting new places, and I think it's, it's shaped and enriched me as a
1: person. Wonderful. So you said you moved... To the south so where are you from in india from new <coughs> delhi oh, okay. and uh, so my parents uh,
0: families came to india after the partition and settled in north india so my schooling initially was mostly in north india but then i've lived and worked mostly in south india after having got married and uh, so i've seen different nooks and corners of india which is a very large country and i feel really fortunate to having seen different cultures in my own country.
1: What are the differences between North and Southern India?
0: Well, in North India, um, the food, the dress, the culture, the um, attitude towards women and is a bit different from the attitudes in Southern India where the culture is a bit more um, passive. Not as aggressive as uh, North India, and aggressive uh, in which way? Aggressive in terms of attitudes and mm-hmm. behavior.
1: In do you mean aggressive or assertive?
0: Both. Oh, okay. It's both. South India is a bit more um, polite, a bit more softer, mm-hmm. and uh, because maybe they didn't, they don't share the same history as the North, mm-hmm. which experienced a lot of invasions yes. and. Uh, more cultural assimilation and change, uh-huh. unlike South India which was a bit more insular to right. what was happening in the North.
1: Ah, yeah, that makes sense, Yeah. yes. How old were you when you left the nor- Northern um, India? I was in my early 20s when I got
0: married mm-hmm. and uh, moved to Southern India, Vishakhapatnam, mm-hmm. and it's on the Eastern Coast. It's a very beautiful town with beaches mm. and, um, you know, the food was very nice, very spicy. and
1: um It was a good exposure. It was a change. It was a change. Do you, do you recall how you were feeling about moving there initially and were you excited about the move and when you moved, did your expectations come to fruition or were they different? Well, I think... When you're young, you,
0: you're you always excited about moving, I think. Oh. You were. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I know people who are not. But that's, yeah, that's... Yeah. So it, it, it's all about seeing different things. I moved a lot when I got married. You know, being with somebody else in my life to discover new places. Yeah, I was very excited about living in different parts of the country. And you you sometimes feel like a tourist in your own country. In yes. your own... Uh, Well, you are. Uh, Yeah. Yes. So uh, it was. That was the excitement. And I never lived very long in a place. It was always a year or two. So Mm -hmm. the charm of looking for new things hasn't worn off and you really Mm -hmm. haven't settled in. So Mm -hmm. that excitement remains initially. I enjoyed the experience of being with different people away from home, being on my own. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, It was a short experience and then we moved after six months for one year to Cochin, which is again a beautiful amalgamation of um, cultures Uh, the Portuguese uh, were a part of uh, Cochin's history so were the British so were the Dutch so there's a lot of history. There's a lot of um, There was a lot of trade from there. So there was a lot to see and experience there as well, which was new for me.
1: What was the longest time you settled in one spot yeah. in your travels? Okay.
0: So the longest was for 4 years mm-hmm. that I lived in Kochi before mm-hmm. I came to Santiago, which okay. was also 4 years. So otherwise, I've been like a rolling stone.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, 1 to 2 years maximum and it's wonderful, the exploring bit is the exciting bit, but at the same time, when you have to set up home, it's challenging to establish a routine. That bit is, is the difficult bit. Mm-hmm.
1: You mm-hmm. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So, can you tell me a little bit about your um, academic and career background? It's been very varied. and Given that uh, you had to travel a lot. Yes,
0: yes. So um, I graduated in political science and economics. From where? From Delhi University. Mm -hmm. And when I graduated, it was a very exciting time because the economy had opened and there were a lot of opportunities in the corporate sector. So I chose advertising, chose to work in an office, which was something very new uh, for the women in my family because most of them Chose to become teachers Mm -hmm. because that was something which was a more uh, protected, safe environment, or it was a more uh, traditionally women chose you know, to be either teachers or doctors, but they really didn't go into the corporate sector. Like so, it was more socially accepted, would you yes. say? Okay. It was more socially accepted, and they always felt that as a teacher, your um, timings and your uh, schedule is a bit more defined, mm-hmm. so you can balance your home and uh, family mm-hmm. and work. And uh, whereas in the corporate sector, it was new, it was an environment in which there were more men, my mother was a bit hesitant about letting me join an advertising agency, but, but she, she voiced her hesitation once, and when she realized that I was really enthusiastic about it, she mm-hmm. she didn't uh, stop me. What about
1: your friends, your immediate circle? How did they feel?
0: Because. We we came from the same generation, so we were all wanting to do different things. Mm -hmm. So they were supportive? They were very supportive. Mm -hmm. I have a friend who was a classical dancer, another one who went on to do her uh, master's in business administration and joined the corporate sector. And Mm -hmm.
1: so I had a lot of friends who were joining the corporate sector. So you were doing something at a time where it was still considered like avant-garde and not necessarily... It was like a risk. Yes, socially and career-wise in it, some ways.
0: It was just the beginning of when women made, made a mark in the corporate sector in India, mm-hmm. when the opportunities, if I could say, it like when the floodgates opened for them mm-hmm. in the corporate sector with the multinationals coming into India. So one wasn't just restricted to being a teacher or a doctor. Uh, one, one
1: could make different choices. Okay, so would you say you were one of the first... Group of women to move into the corporate sector at the yes, in India? Okay.
0: Yes. So that's
1: important. Yeah.
0: I wanted to be independent, be
1: financially independent. Right.
0: That was very important for me.
1: Is that something very unique in terms of women at that time, especially to be financially independent? Coming from my generation, which grew up in the 80s and
0: we started work in the 90s i think women did want financial independence but having a family and marriage were also very important to us Mm -hmm. so it was part of our social conditioning Mm -hmm. that uh, yes you can be financially independent you can work but at the same time you must have a family and balance it all and many people did give up on their um, careers once Mm -hmm. they got Married because sometimes in India we don't have a very good child care system, mm-hmm. so to continue working uh, after one has a child becomes very challenging if you don't have support from your
1: family. Yes, well, I think so, even here. And listeners, when I say here, I'm talking about Canada. Women yeah. seem to have yeah. taken on careers, but they're yeah. still the ones who are picking. Maybe it's, it's starting to change now, but yeah. they're the ones who are picking up the child after, at, at daycare, yes. bringing them home, making their lunches, you know, cooking dinners every night for the family. Yeah. So cleaning the house, yeah. because not everybody can afford a nanny or a house cleaner. I don't have children, and it's difficult yeah. with a career. So I'm always amazed at, and astonished at how women do that without just collapsing from exhaustion yeah
0: I, th- I think it's an uphill task and so many of them that's the reason opt out or um, take on jobs with less stress less uh, mm-hmm. working hours mm-hmm. or make adjustments like that mm-hmm. and I had to do that in my life as well because uh, though my first passion was advertising when I got married I realized that my late working hours and erratic schedule would start having an impact on my marriage or in the future when I wanted to have a family Mm -hmm. so I I thought about that and then I retrained and I um, did a course in interior design and uh, because a there was no scope of working in an advertising agency in a smaller city in India Mm -hmm. so I decided to use my time by learning something and then when the opportunity came to choose I chose to work in a magazine which I knew was more structured, didn't have late working hours, would give me a better work-life balance. What, what did you do for that magazine and what magazine was it? Uh, this magazine is called Inside Outside mm-hmm. and uh, it's, a, it's the first interior design magazine uh, in India. It had a very good circulation. I joined in the editorial team mm-hmm. because I wanted to continue my, um, writing, with my writing skills and I enjoy writing it had a small editorial department we were all women and so it was fun and uh, supportive work environment
1: you said you studied you went back to school to study interior design yes what what exactly was that what kind of studying you mean how to write about interior design or how to it was actually to be a designer oh did you want to be a designer or did you no i was
0: interested i wanted to occupy myself um, productively for a year Uh when my husband was studying in Cochin he was doing a course as well and uh, I didn't have any work uh, opportunities in that city and for a year nobody was going to give me a job in an agency Mm -hmm. knowing that I would be moving Mm -hmm. so I decided to study design and um, to know the market that you're gonna write for yeah and I didn't think about it at that time because it was something something new that I wanted
1: to just find out about and learn stop about. You right there, yeah. Because I think this is important. What was it? Was it a passion? What was it that pushed you to design? Do you remember that moment when you said I'm gonna study design? Like what was it? It was um it was a creative uh, field. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm drawn
0: towards um fields that are Creative mm-hmm. and uh, it was um, a field in which there's self expression, there's art, and uh, it was a desire to learn something new that I didn't know about. And you were attracted to that? Yeah. And you were passionate about it? Yeah. Okay. So the, the curiosity okay. to learn about something I didn't know mm-hmm. about. So it, it attracted me. And then when I started doing the course uh, to be a designer, I realized that I enjoyed the, the, the thought, the history, the, um, the creative process behind the whole thing. But actually to do it with mathematical precision, um, with the I didn't have that good an ability to translate my ideas onto paper because mm-hmm. you you need a lot of maths a lot of
1: analytics like being an architect for the furniture yes. or something yes yeah. and
0: that was something i didn't um, i didn't own that ability i mean i, I tried i tried my best I enjoyed the, the thought behind design, the, the history, the design movements, mm-hmm. you know, the designers. I
1: mm-hmm.
0: I enjoyed that aspect of design, and I realized that I was really not very good at doing the
1: design creatively on paper. Yeah, so, creating the design, but you had a full encompassing understanding of design. Exactly. So then, when I went to Mumbai, with my design degree
0: I had a choice of either pursuing uh, a career in design or going back to advertising which I had trained for and then while I was doing this course of design I used to leaf through inside outside because that was some a reference everybody went to mm-hmm. and so I thought why don't I just you know see if there's an opportunity for me to write on design rather than doing the design mm-hmm. and I did I just walked into the office and it was just sheer luck that they were looking for somebody wow. and it was just the right opportunity at the right time mm-hmm. and so it was perfect for me to be able to write mm-hmm. and um, write on design mm-hmm. and then it was wonderful because I got this really um, wonderful editor
1: And that's it for part one of this interview. Next week, we'll hear part two. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate you taking the time to hear my podcasts. They're for you, and I hope they are benefiting you. So, until we meet again, be well.
0: You are a lucky star.